biggest stresses on human beings are emotional ones. And the biggest stress of all is trying to be who you're not. There's always fear in uh, moving towards authenticity because we've been taught since our children to be afraid of our authentic selves. Because if we're our authentic selves, we're going to lose the world. That's the fear. Because we already are authentic. You can't not be authentic. You're just not in touch with it. And we have all these defenses and all these mechanisms with which we keep from being authentic, like being nice all the time. Say, why am I like that? That's not a question. That's a statement. I already know. I'm like that because I'm not good enough. But if you ask it compassionately with curiosity, then you might be able to come up with the answer. People are diagnosed with antisocial. It's not that they sacrifice the relationship for authenticity. They also don't know how to be authentic. Their withdrawal from relationship is not because they want to be authentic. Their withdrawal from relationship is because they're afraid of relationships. And why they're afraid of relationships? Because they were very hurt in relationships. And you're very badly hurt. Then one way you protect yourself is you just close down and you're not going to open yourself up. So the antisocial personality is somebody who, who, who is being so hurt that they withdraw. And you'll see this in your shelter sometimes. They won't trust you. They will close down. They will push away from contact. It's not because they want to be authentic. It's because they're terrified of relationships. Because when they were open to a relationship, which is when they were infants, they were badly hurt. Now, so that's one side of your question. The other side of your question is that, yes, sometimes people choose to be authentic. And when they do, they have to give up relationship. Some relationships. For example, what if you're one of these people that is always nice and is always uh, serving others and is always available and never says no? And then something happens. Maybe you get cancer. Maybe you get depressed. Uh, maybe you just had some therapy and you, and you realize that you're not being authentic. Then you choose to be authentic. Now, choosing to be authentic means that when you feel no, you're going to say no. But all of a sudden, all these people who like you because you're always saying yes don't like you anymore. Well, then you're sacrificing the relationship for the authenticity. Except, what you're going to find is when you become authentic, you're going to attract other authentic people to you. And the people in your life who are willing to handle authenticity will not reject you, they will celebrate you. They'll say, hey, buddy, it's about time. I'm so glad to see you assert yourself. I was worried about you. And the people who can't handle that, they will withdraw from you. So, in authenticity... There's always the risk of loss of some relationships. And of course, this is why sometimes people stay in relationship with the wrong people. Because they're more attached to the relationship than they are to authenticity. So they, they suppress themselves for the sake of their relationship. And if they're going to be authentic and the other person can't handle it, they'll lose the relationship. The difference is, and here's the huge difference, that when you're a child, you have no choice in the matter. Because you're absolutely dependent on the relationship. You're not free to choose anything else. So when it comes to the conflict between authenticity here and attachment there, you have to go for the attachment. You're helpless in the matter. As an adult, you're no longer helpless. When, you, when we think that we're helpless, when we think that we're dependent, I need you so badly I can't live without you. All these pop songs about, you know, I can't live without you. Well, sure you can. The only person I can't live without somebody else is a baby. But the trouble is, it's hard for us to grow up. It's very hard for us not to be babies. 
this is where it's a choice that we make as to do we choose to grow up or do we choose to stay babies. And yeah, sometimes when we choose to grow up, then the people that can't handle it, they will, they will leave us. One of the pitfalls is that, or one of the risks anyway, as has just been said, is the loss of certain relationships in your life. But in terms of pitfalls, some people, when they realize that they haven't been themselves, then they develop some idealized view of what they would look like if they were themselves, and they get attached to some idealized view of it. So now they get attached to some false image. This is where people get into cults. They don't like who they've been, and all of a sudden they want to construct a totally different being. Instead of exploring who they really are and finding out what's really going on, then they identify with something external, like a cult leader. And then, instead of being authentic, they just form a choose a different, more um, acceptable way of being inauthentic. That's the biggest pitfall, I think. And so that that's why um, anything, 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 anything can become um, either uh, something positive or something negative in your life. I mean, you can, you can, for example, follow a spiritual path as a way of becoming authentic, but you can also follow a spiritual path as a way of staying inauthentic by identifying with some idealized image rather than with your true self. I don't experience authenticity usually as one of jumping. I usually as discovering day by day through some gradual practice and some self-awareness of how we're not authentic. Because we already are authentic. You can't not be authentic. You're just not in touch with it. And we have all these defenses and all these mechanisms with which we keep from being authentic, like being nice all the time. So that it's not a question of jumping in, it's a question of uncovering through patient and compassionate, kind, self-observation, the way, you, the way in which you're not being authentic. So one spiritual teacher says that liberation is not some, some great thing that you achieve all of a sudden. Liberation happens every time that you realize that you're not your personality. There's always fear in uh, moving towards authenticity because we've been, afraid, we've, been, we've been taught since we saw children to be afraid of our authentic selves because if we're our authentic selves, we're going to lose the world. That's the fear. There's always going to be fear there. And um, that fear has to be confronted, has to be recognized, understood, and accepted. And Celia said, the biggest stresses on human beings are emotional ones. And the biggest stress of all is trying to be who you're not. But how long ago did you find that out? You're still new at it. You're still learning. So instead of being frustrated with yourself about... Like when you say, why am I still like that? Now there's two ways to ask that question. If you say, why am I still like that? If I said to you, why are you like that? Is that a question or a statement? It's a statement. And what is the statement saying? You're not good enough. So when you ask it like that, you're accusing yourself. You're not actually asking a question. You're making an accusation against yourself that you're not good enough. There's another way to ask the same question. I could ask you, gee, I'm curious. Why do you do that? Why are you like that? Or what do you suppose, you know, is behind that? Now, is that a question or a statement? That's a question. Which one do you think you're more likely to answer? If I say to you, why are you like that? Why are you still doing this? Or what if I said to you this? Here's here it is. Here's your 30 and, and you're an intelligent woman and you've learned all these things, but I'm noticing that despite what you've learned, you're still doing some of the same things that you used to do before. Now, why do you suppose that is? Now, that's a question. 
Which one do you think you might more open up to? The first way of putting it or the second way? So that the first thing is, you got to ask yourself the right way. In other words, you have to ask it with compassion. Remember I said compassion for yourself. Compassionate curiosity. Say, why am I like that? That's not a question. That's a statement. I already know. I'm like that because I'm not good enough. But if you ask it compassionately with curiosity, then you might be able to come up with the answer. So I, I suggest that every time that question comes up for you, ask it with that compassionate curiosity rather than as a self-accusation. Then the answer will come to you. Because otherwise, you because if I attack you, what are you going to do? You're going to defend yourself. But if I treat you with compassion, you're going to open up. There's a spiritual teacher who says, he says that only when compassion is present will people allow themselves to see the truth. So if you want to see the truth, you need to be compassionate with yourself. So that's the first point. The second point is, this is a new territory for you. This stuff you still have to learn. Now the Buddha, who's one of the great teachers of all time, of course, he had this image of two strong men pulling a third one, a weaker one, towards a precipice, and they're going to throw him off into the abyss. And this poor, weaker guy digs his heels into the ground, he tries to resist, but they're stronger than he is. And the Buddha said that those two strong men are what he called our habit energies, the things that we've been habituated into doing all our lives. They're just ingrained in our brains, like, like, like fixed patterns. And the weaker guy, he says, is our untrained mind. So if we want to overcome our habit energies, now for you to suppress yourself in the presence of some people is just a habit that you've learned very early in life that before you had any choice in the matter. It's ingrained in your brain. The brain circuits who are telling you that if I'm authentic, that's not good. Those are your habit energies. So that's an automatic behavior for you. And that automatic behavior is there despite what you know intellectually despite what you've learned. So those habit energies in certain situations will get triggered. Unless you train yourself very patiently. I mean, you wouldn't expect to go into a gym and press 150 pounds on the first day. You're going to press maybe 25 pounds. So right now, you're pressing maybe 75 pounds. You're going to press 150 pounds, you have to train yourself some more. Overcome those habit energies. 